Hey y'all, another episode. Um, hope y'all are doing well. I'm on I'm on my priest retreat this week at uh, Subiaco uh, Subiaco Abbey. It's a Benedictine monastery here in Arkansas. Uh, every year we have our priest retreat this first week of June, um, or first full week of June. I didn't get episode last out last week because we had the uh, the county fair over in Bates Vegas, <laughs> over in Batesville. And uh, it's our 50th year to participate in the county fair. We always have a burger booth called Heavenly Hamburgers. There's been a lot of complaints in years past from the other denominations, um, other churches, for us calling the burger booth Heavenly Hamburgers. They're sinfully delicious because they said that that it was a sin and it was scandalous to call burgers heavenly. Anyhow, we've stuck around for 50 years, so I guess there's something to it. <laughs> Well, it was a great year, though. It was a little bit rainy the first couple of days, and we sold a lot of Heavenly Hamburgers. We also, this year, we uh, ventured out and sold tacos as well, and they were a, a, a huge success. So we sold tacos and burgers, but it was great. Uh, today, I'm just, I'm just a short reflection. I just want to talk about um, uh, about my brother priest, because I'm on the priest retreat this week. It's not a silent retreat, so don't think I'm like sinning by, by talking or something. It's not a silent retreat. Um, but, uh, so I want to talk about them, but before I do, I just want to share something about the, the county fair that we had last week. It was really cool. So there were some volunteers who were just so helpful and, and instrumental all week and making it, making it go off without a hitch. I was out there every day, uh, closed every night. So it was, it was midnight or one o'clock before I went to bed. Ugh, and I was, I was pooped. <laughs> it wore me out. Um, but it was, I saw something really cool happen. Every night, all the youth, not all the youth, but a lot of the youth came and they helped. Um, they helped at the booth. And what they did was they, they worked at the front taking orders. And so they were there greeting people and taking their, their, their food orders for their burgers and tacos, etc. And they would give them back to the kitchen and, and everybody in the kitchen would make the food. Well, it was really cool that as the week went along, more and more of the youth came to volunteer and help at the booth, not just because they got free burgers, but because they were enjoying it. And it made me stop and think about so many times we've tried to do things for the youth by giving them stuff to do for themselves. And it's fun, but they get tired of it. The neat thing that happened with the youth at the, at the county fair was that they came together and they did something for somebody else. You see, whenever they get together just for the sake of having fun, you know, it's all right, but that gets boring pretty fast. Whenever you, you, you put your energy together for the sake of service, for the sake of ministry, are you catching on here to the theme of Christian discipleship? Um, whenever you come together and you focus your energies on things and people outside of you, you get stronger. When you focus on pleasing yourself, you get weaker, right? You see, one gives life. One takes life away, but it's, 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 all, it's ironic because you would think that, you know, seeking the good of yourself is what's going to give you more life and serving people is going to wear you out, but that's not true, right? So there's something to the, to, to the you know, what, what the Lord was talking about, right? The first shall be last, right? The first shall be last. Um, love one another as I have loved you. I give you a new commandment, right? Wash their feet. This, this mystery of service, 
how dying to the self gives life. And I saw that firsthand with the kids, and it was really cool to see. Now that connects to what I'm going to reflect on today. Just a short reflection. Um, uh, you know, I didn't put one out uh, earlier this week because of the, uh, I didn't record one last week because of the fair, and we've been on the priest retreat. But I was just struck last night. We, we come together multiple times throughout the day for prayer and for different re- spiritual reflections. Well, last night we got together for prayer, and I was looking around, and I was just, it hit me so hard. I was looking, looking around at all the other brother priests. There's about um, 80, 80 of us or so that are here. Um, there's probably about 100 or 120 priests in the diocese. Some of those are religious priests, so they don't come to this retreat. They have their own retreats. Um, others are, are uh, older and in the assisted living, so they couldn't come either. But the majority of the, the young, able-bodied priests who are in parishes came, about 80 of us. And I looked around last night, and I was almost moved to tears because what I saw was all these priests, and all of us are so different. All of us are so different. We can get on each other's nerves. We do things that drive each other insane. But there's a beautiful fraternity that exists among us. And it's so cool that despite our differences, we come together as a team because we're on the same mission of saving souls, right? We've all been sent to preach the gospel and bring people to Jesus Christ. And that creates this this amazing unity. Now, unfortunately, I know a lot of priests from other dioceses. I know a lot of Catholics from other dioceses. A diocese is basically like a a territory. Think of it like a state in the United States. Like you're broken up in these different counties and and states. Um, It's like a state or a province, a territory. Um, I know a lot of priests and Catholics from other areas, and there's so much division and it really saddens me because, you know, the last big thing that Jesus prayed for, John 17, was that all may be one. Unity. Right? And so whenever I hear of people talking about division that is rampant in their place, wherever they live, without a doubt, I know that that's not from God. Division is not from God. And we know that for a fact. The very thing that Jesus prayed for was unity. Right? Consider even... Uh, like excommunication, for example. Maybe you're thinking, oh, well, what about somebody that's excommunicated? Well, the reason the church has excommunication is not to punish people. It's not to say, hey, you're a bad person. Get out of here. It's, it's essentially like, this is oversimplifying it big time, but it's like putting a kid on time out to say, no, you've messed up. Here's what you've done. Let's fix it so you can come back into the fold. Come back into the flock. So whenever it comes down to excommunicating for somebody, it's not a matter of saying, ah, we're, we're washing our hands of them. No. It's a matter of saying, you've done wrong, and we want to bring you back. So like division is not from God, right? So unity is from God. And any time that there's like a, somebody is isolated, for example, like excommunication, that's for the sake of greater unity. Okay, so don't, don't get those confused. But anyhow, here, like we've got just so much unity among the priests, and it's great. I've, I've, I've talked to many priests and Catholics, Christians in other, in other dioceses and other places, and there's so much division. Think about the whole Protestant Reformation. The Protestant denominations are founded on, on this aspect of, you know, I'm not, I don't like what you got, so I'm just going to leave and create my own organization. 
that's that's a that's a whole nother conversation in itself. And I hope that you know that that didn't like trigger anybody. <laughs> but like I mean, think about it. Protestants, Protestantism, protesting. That's that's the whole thing. That's 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 how it started. Um, were, should things have been corrected? Yeah. Um, but 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 we don't correct by say by washing our hands of people. Anyhow, so like these divisions exist in other places, and whenever divisions exist among leaders, there will necessarily be divisions among the followers. Okay, and so something I'm very very grateful for among our priests is the unity that's there. Right, we we just get along. Do we have our 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 differences? Absolutely, our disagreements without a doubt. But we get along. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had our priesthood ordinations. And one of the parts of the priesthood ordination is the sign of peace. Whenever all of the, the older priests come by the man who was just ordained and give him a sign of, of Christ's peace. And one of the new priests who was just ordained a couple of weeks ago, he celebrated Mass this morning. And he was reflecting on that very thing. At the sign of peace, he was just overwhelmed with the love that we all showed him. Whenever we came to, to give him a sign of peace, he, he just shared that, he said he was overwhelmed, flooded, with, with the fact that he knew, he knew that we've got his back. And knowing that we've got his back gave him so much freedom to come into the group. At the same time, he said that by knowing that we've got his back, he also reflected on all the support that, that he's gotten through his years of formation. And he said, y'all have got, or he said, I've got y'all's back. You know, I can truly say that about our priests. Despite the differences, we've all got each other's back. And that's what I love. That's what I absolutely love about our diocese is that despite the differences, we've got each other's back. Something that, that, I, that drives me insane is whenever somebody comes to me complaining about another priest, whenever somebody comes to me bragging about all the, the things that they found wrong with their priest, that doesn't make me excited. That, make, that upsets me. That saddens me. Two things. One, that you know, the, a brother priest is hurting, but two, that the flock is not supporting their shepherd. If you want a good shepherd, be a good sheep. The only way, but it's reciprocal, right? Good sheep need a good shepherd. Good sheep absolutely need a good shepherd. But if a a shepherd has a pasture full of rebellious sheep, he can't do anything with them, right? So so there's this reciprocal dynamic of, 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 of love between the shepherd and the sheep. If you want a holy shepherd, be a holy sheep. And if you want to be a holy sheep, you need a holy shepherd. Right? That goes hand in hand. Anyhow, just a, some kind of random thought on, on that, just how we're in it together. And I looked around at those priests last night, and that really struck me that these guys are really, honestly, doing the very best they can. And we're on the same mission, using our own gifts and, and talents and recognizing our own weaknesses and working together to build up the kingdom of God. And that gives me a lot of joy, that gives me a lot of freedom, that gives me a lot of hope. And so what's the big deal for you, if you're listening to this? I would just invite you to consider the people in your flock, 
the people you run around with, the people you're surrounded by, can you honestly say that they've got your back? And if, if, if they don't, you really need to rethink those relationships. If they're more concerned about themselves than they are about you, you need to just think about that relationship. I'm not saying, you know, get out of it. I'm just saying, you know, look at it. Consider what can be changed or what needs to be revamped or adjusted, okay? Those things are very important. The people around you, do they have your back? Also, the people around you, do you have their back? Are you willing, if somebody around you is being persecuted or ostracized or bullied or made fun of or critiqued or criticized for something they're doing or something they believe in, are you willing to support them? Are you willing to enter into the ring and be bullied with them? If people around them are throwing tomatoes at them, are you willing to stand beside them and be hit with tomatoes? And if you're not, then you either need to correct that other person or get out of the group. If you're not willing to suffer with them, you need to ask yourself, what do you stand for? You need to ask yourself, what do they stand for? Either you're in it together or you're not. When it comes to love, it's all in. It's all in. The, the, the retreat theme this week is, is marriage and the priesthood. And, the, and we've been going through all these reflections on the priesthood and, and ministry as a disciple of Jesus Christ through the lens of marriage. Oh, it's been amazing. And one of the things that continually comes up is the fact that, well, marriage, priesthood like marriage is when you make that commitment, it's till death do us part. What that means is that you're in it. Come hell or high water, good times and bad times, for better, for worse, sickness and health, you're in it. And so ask yourself, are you willing to stay in it in the worst times, in the bad times, in the sick times, or only in the good times, the better times, the healthy times? If you're not willing to stick with it during the bad times, you need to really re rethink your, your commitment. And ask yourself, what can you do to be more committed? How can you better love, serve, be faithful? Stand there. At the fair last week, I just saw those youth come together. They had so much fun, but they enjoyed serving people and being with other people and doing things for the other people. And that drew them closer together as friends. I looked among our priests this week, and I've just seen that one of the reasons that we, we're, we're all so close is that we're so focused on other people, on loving people and serving people and doing the mission of the, Jesus, doing the mission of the Lord, and not our own good, not building a name or reputation for ourselves. Right? We're all willing to die for each other. We're willing to stand there for each other and take it. If one of us is suffering, we're willing to suffer with him. If we need help, we're willing to ask for help because we know that we've got, you know, they've got our back. And if, if they need help, we're willing to help them because we've got their back. And so just think about those things in your own life. Do, do you have the support of the people around you? Do you support the people around you? Are they willing to suffer with you? Are you willing to suffer with them? Are you focused only on yourselves or are you focused outwardly on other people? Um, anyhow, that, that's just kind of what was like going on in my heart uh, these last couple of days. I hope it makes sense. I hope it somehow in some mysterious way applies or is applicable to you in your life. But uh, um, whatever you do, I don't care. Whatever you, you do, as always, give it everything you got. Don't half-ass it. Be all in. 
Aji quote Aji's, y'all. That's what it's all about. Aji quote Aji's, y'all. <laughs> Do what you're doing. I'm Father Stephen Gadbury, and uh, take care. God bless you. Whatever you're doing, be all in, y'all. Aji quote Aji's. Mm-hmm.